right. Hello. Welcome back to When Aries Met Leo. Ooh. This is our seventh episode. Yeah, we've been we've been recovering from our IVF. So yeah, that was a, a lot of energy. So now we're back. We are back. And I'm Allie. She they the Aries. And Shandi's here. I use they them pronouns. I am the freaking Leo. And we're not quite in Leo season, but we're getting there. So I'm excited. I'm hyped. Yeah, we got a couple more seasons to go through, but... It feels like it's upon us. <laughs> Leo season transcends the entire summertime. I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, all right, so today we're going to be talking about DIY. Do it yourself. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to be kind of sharing our experience with, you know, this practice of doing things ourselves and also, you know, kind of the the abolitionist ethic behind why we do a lot of things ourselves and, um, you know, kind of our journeys with it, some examples of some of the things we've done and, you know, our struggles with it as well because that's life. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we want to start by sharing why you feel like you DIY. Well, I don't ever actually really want to. Okay, let's start with that. <laughs> Um, the inner Aries reveals itself. It always sounds nice in theory, like, <laughs> but then when, it, when we actually get an idea, I often turn really grumpy, um, because I don't really want to do it or I'm like, I don't think we can, like, I don't know. Or like, I just don't feel like putting in the effort. Um, but then when we get started, it goes really well. Well, not always well, necessarily, but, like, I get really into it, and I want to problem solve, and I get really, like, focused, and it feels really good because I learn things, and then I feel really powerful when we've done something, and that kind of changes my experience. But I just wanted to be transparent that I'm never in the mood, really, like, from the outset. Um, in theory, I'm, like, all about it, and then I'm just like, really, do we have to do that right now? Like, or could we, like, sit? <laughs> um, I really like to sit and <laughs> you know Shani's will be like no come on like it's gonna be fun and then like it is and I do really enjoy it um, so yeah that's not your life I know but yeah. that's mine so why do I DIY um, honestly because because I can because it it's such an empowering process you know I think a lot of my younger life, I don't know, you know, being taught that you can't really do things really doesn't work for me, you know, and I think it was it was just a really exciting new phase to be able to literally do things myself and to be able to try and do things myself and to pursue doing things myself, right? And so the types of things we're talking about are, you know, housework, yard work, utilities, repair, you know, like Decor. projects, yeah, fun things, building things. So, you know, I think, yeah, there's just, there's so many messages, uh, primarily, you know, I'm thinking of like living in cities and in more densely populated areas where we're, you know, less close to the land, um, where we're convinced to think that we can't do the things we need in order to survive. And I think, you know, without thinking about it, that's always really pissed me off. <laughs> that's always really been uh, irritating and frustrating because always I've always known that I could do more than I was allowing myself to do, right? And so it's it's been really um, it's been really transformative to actually be able to get some tools out, some materials out, 
and do things when you have a problem and to be able to solve your own problems based on your own skills and your own body I think that's actually really really empowering um yeah yeah I'm thinking of a lot of examples but you look like you're about to say something well the other thing is like not wasting things as much um Mm. like materials and just like trying to fix everything that we have versus like buying something new right that's what's important to me about it too is like I think it's really easy sometimes to be like oh this is broken like I can't use it anymore or whatever but either using it for something else or fixing it yeah 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 yeah, I actually really love that. And I think a lot of what DIY is, is like this, obviously a politics of anti-waste, right? It's a culture of anti-waste. And on top of that, it's also like, I feel like centering like affection for the items we have, right? It's like, it's yeah. about nurturing and repairing and healing a lot of the things that we literally would just dispose of because this is cracked or this is, you know, broken in this corner or whatever, right? So, yeah, I just think that that's, like, a really central part of it as well is, like, how do I not just dispose but, like, put more effort into repair? And it looks like you want to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, because I don't know why this metaphor is making me giggle in my head. But, you know, like, how they'll say, like, a sculptor, whatever their material is, like, they they're they're revealing what's already in the rock or in the stone or whatever it is. Right. It kind of, for some reason, reminds me of, like, when you find something and you're like, what is this supposed to be used for? Or, like, do you get what I'm saying? Continue. (laughs) I'd rather not. I'd rather you read my mind. But, um... This is a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent point. Yes. Um, Our job is to But it's just sort of like, it's kind of fun to discover, like, what is this material actually, like, Mm. supposed to be used for in our life, in our situation? Right. Um, Right. And then it feels like you discover that. Like, I don't know, when we get into examples, but even just one example is, like, that, that, like, long wooden palette we have that you made, like, a shelf out of for our garden. Yeah. You made, you, like, found a long wooden palette on the side of the street. And then, As I do find many things right. <laughs> on the side of the street is prime time recruiting for yeah, work in materials. Fact, like I have to, I get like a little annoyed because like we'll be like going on a hike and then Shandi sees something on the side of the road. Should we put that in the car? <laughs> and I'm like, well, like right now, I don't know. I just feel like we're like on a hike and just like, throw it in the trunk. I don't really <laughs> want to deal with like this like dirty piece of wood from the side of the road. And I do. Yeah, you always do. Like, you're always down. And sometimes I'm like, not right now. Um, But anyway. So this palette. <laughs> it does pay off. Because, yeah, you, like, took the palette. You took some pieces off and you, like, rearranged them and nailed them together and made these little shelves where we keep, like, all of our garden tools. Yep. For free. And it just feels like you saw the palette and you're like, what does this palette want to be? Kind of like a sculptor is what I was saying. Oh, and then you, like, that's so sweet. make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I get it. Um... Don't know if we're selling it quite yet, picking up (laughs) debris on the roadside, but you know, we're going to do our best here. So I wanted to share some, you know, examples of things that we are talking about when we're talking about doing it yourself and yeah, you know, uh, things that have worked, things that have not worked, uh, obviously highs and lows with this because, you know, there's a lot, um, obviously of emotions and struggles that emerge. So like the, the first one I'm thinking of is you know the big project we've done recently is is these curtains in our home right so which 
I'm just so proud of. Right. I would love for everyone to see the curtains. Yeah. Can so, I post pictures to the... I yeah, don't know. I mean, sure. <laughs> but let's... So so these curtains. So, you know, when uh, we moved into this place, we didn't have any sort of window coverings. And we have a place with a lot of windows. So, you know... Um, we had someone come over and give us a estimate and it was, you know, in the mucho thousands of dollars. And I was like, fuck that. I was like, I don't fucking care. I don't need anything then. You know, I was like, fuck it. We don't need curtains. And, um, obviously that, that doesn't work. It would come dark right. seasons and, and nighttime. And none of the windows are standard curtain size to they're, buy right, curtains. So they're huge. They're, you know, they're, they're like seven, eight feet wide. Right. So they're massive windows. And so... You know, we looked at each other and said, how do we do this ourselves? You know, what do we know? What skills do we have? How can we make this happen? And, um, you know, naturally, we fucking did it ourselves, you know? Yeah. So, Allie sewed the curtains. We did have to buy the fabric, but Allie just actually sewed the curtains, um, which was brilliant. And Yeah, I mean, curtains aren't, like, the most complicated sewing project, but it was a lot of curtains. But you did it. And I did it. You, you did I it. I did it. Yes. And you know what? Usually, I have a lot of problems sewing. Like, I mess up so many times. And for some reason, the curtains just flowed right out of my body. I didn't even mess up, like, yeah, once. I know. And, you know, it's, it's almost... It's just unreal to like now look at these windows and be like, yo, we made those curtains. Well, and, and we the put curtain them there, rods. Right? So, yeah, I mean, I was going to get Because we weren't going to go buy a bunch of curtain rods, were we? No. No. So, we were, <laughs> sure enough, driving to a hike. And um, I saw that on the side of like a little dirt hike, four wheel drive road, the city or the Forest Service had kind of cut down a lot of aspens because they were, you know, encroaching on the main road. So, they'd basically cut them and throw them on the side and I was like these aspens these baby aspens are like little poles and I got an idea I said oh this is the exact same as like buying a wooden curtain rod like why the fuck wouldn't I just use an aspen pole and so we took you know I don't know how many we took 10-15 of them and you know brought them home and I cut them to size and I pinched off all the branches and sanded them down so they'd be smooth enough to use for curtain rods and like bam and we look so cottagecore. <laughs> By the way, I had no idea what that meant. Yeah. But our friend told us we're cottagecore, and yeah. now now I use it. Now we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so, you know, this, this example, like, I'm sitting here looking at my curtains right now, and it just, it feels good. You There's, just like, a lot feel... of soul to the things that you've created. Right. It's like, yeah, I could have bought them, and, I mean, I, I couldn't have because they were a lot, but, like, you know, you can buy <laughs> curtains, right, Um, or you can make them, and I think, yeah. you know, this isn't to tell everyone to go, you know, make curtains for yourselves, right, but the, the idea here is, what can I do myself, right, what have I not allowed myself to entertain that I'm capable of, because no one's really invited me to think that way, right, so I guess the question I'm posing is, what could you be capable of if you let yourself entertain some of these things? Well, and like what materials are already around you that you're not thinking of? Like the aspen right. poles for the curtain rods. Curtain rods right. You know? And you know, that might be, obviously you might not be around a bunch of little aspen trees, right? But you might be around some other stuff, right? right. And so looking around, thinking about where you can um, draw from, right? So that's actually a good question is where do I get a lot of my stuff? And a lot of my stuff, one, the wilderness, um, so for folks who aren't by the wilderness, some other ideas are There's stuff side of the road, though, yeah. side of the road stuff, or like 
yard sales, garage sales, uh, the free section on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Or the cheap sections in Facebook Marketplace. There's lots of stuff there, yeah. you know? And, like, there's always, there's always ways, right? There's always ways to kind of thrift and put together and kind of, you know, the... the the impetus behind a lot of it is, you know, it's it feels a little scavengy. You have to go around and like find things and kind of put them together and piece it all together. And and that's challenging. Also, that's sometimes like we we scavenge things before we fully know what we're gonna use them for. Right. So that then right. the opportunity arises. But knowing, you know, knowing, I guess, taking stock of what materials would be resourceful for right. you, right? Like I always, if there's any wood of any shape or any form yes. or kind, I take it because wood is really expensive, <laughs> and so I've taken. Lots of wood pieces that I found, you know, or people like on the side of construction sites will have like a the free wood section. The side of construction sites, hit them up. There's old windows, yes, old doors, yes. old in pieces fact, of wood. In fact, um, <laughs> a, a neighbor across the street, somewhere on the next block, they're doing a full scale remodel and they put a bunch of old windows and their old door, um, all wood, on the side and they spray painted the word free. And I was like, Allie, get in the car. <laughs> we drove across the street and we put all that in the car. And right now, you know, it's sitting in the corner of my yard, but that will soon be, you know, inshallah, one day will be a little baby greenhouse. You know, we can put it all together and make a greenhouse or something. So it's, um, you know, I think it's like thinking about what you want to do and then just walking around the world and saying how these things can serve you in that project, right? Right. Yeah. 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 So some examples, the curtains are an example, mm -hmm. um, but another example that I'm thinking of is like the, well, I don't know if you want to go here, but like compost and the garden. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, and we're, we're going to talk more about gardening in another episode. Gardening deserves its whole own It episode. does. We could talk for probably two episodes about <laughs> gardening, but um. It has involved a lot of DIY things like, you know, creating our compost piles using wood pallets found on the street. Well, or pallets are usually free, so you can find yeah. them. Yeah. And you can make so much with them. Anyway. You can. But I'm thinking of... And also just literally... Soil. Well, like, right, like turning your food right. into soil right. is also pretty DIY. Right. And it's like, because come spring, you go to Home Depot and they're selling bags of dirt and they're, you know eight, nine, ten bucks a pop. And, you know, um, if you have a lot of yard or a lot of garden, that's a lot of money. So it's really mm -hmm. cool to actually take basically all the green food waste that we've been consuming and throw it into a pile and watch that baby turn into like very, very rich, useful soil that will then continue to nurture our plants. I mean, yeah, that's for any gardener out there, you know how crucial creating your own compost is. So yeah. I think that's like, that's huge. It saves money. It saves, you know, avoids waste. It's, you know, it it's just fucking cool when things are that effective, you know, mm -hmm. when you get that feedback loop going. Yeah. And gardening also is like DIY of food, which we'll talk more about another right. time. But right. Yeah. Um, and I think like something about those things that you just learn so much right. when you're doing it. And I think that's the coolest thing about right really doing things yourself is like you learn things that you might never know yep. i mean like some people grew up with like gardening parents and stuff i i did not <laughs> um so <laughs> i gave my mom a tomato plant recently and she's she's trying it out <laughs> um so we'll see how it goes 
but I didn't grow up like gardening. Um, so I've literally known nothing. I was thinking one day about how like biology class, I think we learned how like plants grow, right? Like theoretically they taught us that. Yeah, I mean, I don't really remember. Yes. But like, I have no idea. I actually didn't really understand that plants, like the plant life cycle, like going from seed, like opening up sprout, then it gets like true leaves, then it grows into a plant. Oh, I'm going into the gardening podcast. Okay. But I just literally didn't know any of this from like sitting down and reading this in a textbook. And so it's same with all the projects we do. Like there's just so much I would never know unless I just tried to do it myself. Right. So I will say in commentary on our upbringings, you know, my, my father was a very DIY individual. And so that's very true. I did, I did see an example of an adult who believed he could do things himself. Now I will say (laughs) they weren't always beautiful or great or didn't last very long, but the gumption, the attitude, um, which, you know, might be a problem as well, but whatever, you know, like the belief that you can do it yourself was something that I saw. And that's really, I think, really crucial to all this, right? Is, is it comes down to, I can't do that, right? right? The assumption is I don't have the skills, I don't have the knowledge, I don't have the tools, right? And, you know, I think, what if we just suspended that for a minute and said, I don't know how to do this, right. but am I willing to entertain that I could figure it out? You know, like, God bless, we have the internet. Like, I don't know how people did YouTube, shit. YouTube, y'all. Right, I don't know how people did things. Uh, YouTube will teach you anything <laughs> you need to know. Right, yes it will. Maybe consult more than one video to decide on your method, but YouTube will teach you right. everything. Right, like, you know, I'm thinking of, I didn't use YouTube for this, but like one day Ali was washing dishes and like there was just like water pouring out the bottom of the <laughs> on sink. On my feet. Right. So that's like pretty major. And she started freaking out. She's like, we have to call the plumber, blah, blah. The house is flooding. And I come and I'm like, all right, what's like, what's going on? And I see very simply that just like two places where the pipes meet have just come undone. And it really wasn't that complicated. And I knew that it wasn't complicated. And this is funny because Ali was like, you don't know what you're doing. We need to call a plumber. And I was like, actually... It's simple. The water needs to go from one pipe into the other. And if they're undone, but it's so interesting it won't work. So Because I've been taught to like not believe in myself. Believe in myself or trust myself that I can look like this goes into this. Like And that's it. That's it. Um So naturally I went and bought, you know, pipe glue and made it happen and like yeah, I didn't even know what it was called, but I knew what, what it was. You so. know what we did, YouTube? We couldn't get that pipe glue open. Right, right. It was the craziest can. Yeah, PVC pipe glue is... is and better. I had to YouTube and figure out how to open that can. But it once took, we opened the can... It did, but it took like five YouTube videos. Yeah, no, it was just a nasty can. It was tough to open. But once you get the can open, you just look at around both the pipe teeth and mix it together and right. it's done. And I it, mean, it's so simple and it, it actually... Sometimes I have grief about the fact that of how much like I've internalized ideas of what I can't do. Right. Like of the simplest things. Right. Um, right. And that's just like, there's like no shame in it. Like so many of us have been taught that like, we don't know these things, but for me, it's just like, um, really sad. Like I feel like a grief of loss of information. Right. And I mean, how, empowering that we can just like walk into more of it by learning trial and error you know i think like most of it is having the conviction to set out to do it right Mm -hmm. having the authority to venture into that whatever it is you know and i'm thinking about like 
for instance, <laughs> like just little like projects, right? Like, like I had some leftover scraps of wood and like, whereas, you know, you can go to a hardware store and buy cute little birdhouse. Like I was like, I'm going to just make a fucking birdhouse. And I just yeah. like sawed them down and like measured them out and made a little birdhouse. And then of course, because I'm cute, I also painted it this beautiful color and I painted yeah. little flowers on the sides of it. It's and, so cute. And it's just like, there you go. Was that from the leftover wood from making the flower boxes? Yes. There you go. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, you made flower boxes yourself. Right. Which you can do because, like, when you look at things and you break it down, you know, like, you go to the hardware store and you're like, why would I pay $50 for this, right? Like, if the lumber is cheap enough and you have the time and the skills and the desire to, like, you can make it for a lot less. And that's right. just what it comes down to is, do I want to do it? And a lot of times, a lot of times, I don't want to undervalue this. Like, people don't have the time or the desire to do it. And so, they're like, I'm going to just buy a fucking flower box. That's your call, right? Right. But um, on the flip side, if you are venturing into trying things yourself, right, um, you can for a lot less. And it's really cool because flower box is just basically a box without a lid. <laughs> and, you can, <laughs> and you can make one very simply, right. you know, with basic tools. So just things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Are there other examples? Oh, there's millions of examples. But I, I thought we would move to challenging DIY experiences. <laughs> so what have been oh some... i can Ch tell you the most challenging one that we have had thus far okay the bifold doors yes so <laughs> there was a room with like a open doorway that we wanted to have the option to close off and so on facebook marketplace we found some like two bifold doors you know the kind of like fold into each other on the side yeah and we thought that's great they were the right measurements well kind of yeah they were... <laughs> They were the right width. <laughs> they were the right width. And I made them the right height. Yeah, and we sawed off the bottoms, and we were like, all right, perfect, let's do this. It comes with the, like... The tracks. And the, the tracks hooks. and whatever. Um, so we come home, and we're like, we can do this. And, and we, we can. We And we did. <laughs> it was... Here we go. The hardest thing. <laughs> there were tears on my end, yeah. for sure. <laughs> like... I don't, it was so frustrating and I can't even like really explain to you why, but basically it's not as easy as like a couple screws. It's like you have to get these springs right and we were not getting those springs right. That's what I would say. Right. So, you know, to save folks the entire, entire journey, <laughs> what are your, you know, what, well, are your, what are your learning if points? anyone ever wants to install bifold doors, <laughs> call me because I've watched every YouTube about it. I pretty much understand it. We never got them like fully like <laughs> the, exactly the way they're supposed to be, but they're functional. Yeah. And they're pretty cute. Um, I feel good about them now. Um, but my learning was, well, my learning was <laughs> sometimes call for help. Um, but call who? I don't know. I'm just right. saying like theoretically, maybe there was a point there where we could have used someone, right. but, um, also just like, I learned so much. I actually know yeah. the, I know the mechanics of the bifold door very intimately, Right. but yeah, there's occasional moments. This is probably the only one that I can think of where the amount of suffering that went into it doesn't quite make me love them as much at the end of the result. Most of the time. Like, the couple moments that it doesn't work and you, like, learn something and you problem solve and you get past it, like, only makes you love what you did more. I'm still working on that with the bifold doors, oh I think. God. So, I don't feel that strongly about them. Like, it was a tough time. And, like, we basically, what was 
difficult about it was we had to put them on and take them off like a thousand times and like that was really difficult. They were heavy. Right, because they're solid wood, so they're pretty heavy doors. And, you know, um, I think what I learned was, you know, sometimes when you do do things yourself, then it it's not going to look professional because you're doing it yourself. But like you, you would obviously choose to prepare for that, right? Like I knew that it wasn't going to be... Right stellar contract top of the line looking stuff you oh, know no. yeah but like i actually really do love them because they do work and they are nice pieces of wood and like yeah like they're there because we put them there yeah no it's cool <laughs> like <laughs> you can tell i'm slightly traumatized <laughs> yeah yeah but, you know and like the point is there are challenges yeah of course yeah and like you know i want to kind of share my favorite DIY project. What's that one? Which is the bathtub. And Oh my gosh, I forgot about I know that a lot of people know about this bathtub and have seen me post pictures of this bathtub. So this bathtub is just literally one of my dreams come true. And basically it's an old cast iron tub that we put outside. So it's on its legs in the yard. And um, I've made it a hot tub. And I fucking love it. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. So, start with your skepticisms first. Well. Because <laughs> every single person on the face of this earth has doubted it. Okay, well, first of all... And some still continue to, even though it's glorious, but go ahead. <laughs> it's really glorious, and I no longer doubt it, but I definitely had doubts because... Well, first of all, we were actually in L.A., and we found... A tub, a cast iron tub on Craigslist that wasn't ridiculously I the, priced. I love the use of the word we here. <laughs> like, okay. so Allie doesn't pursue these things. I so guess she... I'm the one that pursues these things. And I, I was like, I'm making a hot tub out of a bathtub okay. in the yard. And like, yes. So yeah. Found a Craigslist. Right. Bathtub. Cast but iron. But like, you find things and I still have to be with you for the whole fucking journey. Yeah, because so, you're my partner. <laughs> so I show up with Shawnees to get this tub and it is the heaviest thing ever. So basically that was the main thing was like, it was heavy, and we transported it to Colorado. To Colorado, yeah. like, and it, <laughs> and it was worth it. And it was worth it because they're really expensive, and we got a really good deal on one. Um, yeah, and you know, I think because it had three legs, but we're putting it outside, so we just put a rock under there, and boom. Yes. Um, there you go. And then, yeah, we put a fire underneath it, and you heat up water like like you would boil a pot of water. Yes. And then you get in, and it's really amazing and like you melt and you know some could argue it's better than a hot tub because i would well it's definitely less like maintenance and like i feel like hot tubs are always broken well, first i don't of all, know yeah, and, like hot chemicals tubs are and, always broken and yeah like, cost a lot and yeah like you have to like yeah maintain it clean it right like it's it. just a whole thing yeah but also because like you know it just took a lot of soul to make it happen so and like i that. just think like how beautifully romantic that there is a fire under your ass as you get into the hot tub <laughs> you need to put a like a piece of wood under yeah you no, in the bathtub so, no let me be clear if you want to try this <laughs> hit me up and i'll tell you the details because it's you know you you don't want to hurt yourself but the idea is you know taking simple raw materials like water a you know a container mm -hmm. and fire the original heating source and making it warm up so it's a nice soak and, and i personally love it in yeah. the winter time because it just like hits the spot when it's freezing outside it's snowing outside oh my god it's so cute yeah like no, it's pretty great how cool is that it's amazing it's and like you can't walk into a store and buy that quite frankly right and it's like no part of diy is 
actually creating things that are custom, that are beautiful, that are yours, mm, that yeah. you cannot purchase, right? Right. And like, yes, most of the times, probably a lot of times, people will, will scoff or laugh at you or critique you or say, what the hell are you doing, you know? And I get that all the time. <laughs> I get that all the damn time. They're like, what are you doing? Why are you collecting these windows? What are you doing? Why are you bringing this bathtub? People are always saying, I'm, I'm, you know, doing all sorts of things. And, you know, you just have to have your own convictions about what you're doing, right? You have to say, you know, I'm exploring this. And, you know, sometimes, like, it doesn't work out. Sometimes it, yeah. it's, it's not going to end up pretty or sometimes it, it'll not actually turn into what you want, right? But it's it's having the energy to explore and start a project and to, like, watch it become whatever it becomes. It's really magical, honestly. And to, like, enjoy it after. Right. It's really nice. Yeah. And, like, the bathtub, you know, now that it's here, you know, it doesn't really move because it's 400 pounds, so it's there. It certainly doesn't move. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't need to either, right. so it's all good. Yeah. And, and whenever you want it, you just light a little fire underneath. You know, it takes a minute to warm up. It takes about 30 to an hour to warm up fully, but then... It's a beautiful, toasty little soak outside. I mean, what's more... I mean, honestly, what's better than that? I can't think of anything better than that. Not much. Right. Yeah. And I think, like, yeah. just being able to use old materials, right? Right. Is so important. Like, kind of, you know, back to earlier about the waste. Um, You know, this was some tub, I think, that the guy we bought it off of. It was like, he came with his house, and it had just been sitting there, you mm. know? And he didn't know what to do with it. Right. And so to be able to take, like, basically literally one man's trash. I live for one man's trash. <laughs> <laughs> is another man's treasure. Yeah. Um, so that actually leads me to, like, kind yeah. of this discussion question of how is doing it yourself an abolitionist practice in your, you know, experience? Well, I think there's so many ways that we are taught and conditioned to rely on the state, rely on big corporations um for everything we need right and the more i diy the more i don't feel like i need to rely as much on those things because i bring the knowledge back into like my body um mm -hmm. and that is like I, like i'm planning for the future <laughs> right in that way and it, it's funny that you mentioned the future because it makes me think of the past. It makes me think of how people have done this shit mm. forever. And now we're out here acting like, I don't know how to change a light bulb, right? It's like, well, people used to live without all of this, right? And not that long ago. And they used to, you know, nourish themselves, shelter themselves, you know, have really important ceremonies and rituals and all sorts of nice foods. And, like, they've done all these things for thousands of years, right? And it's like, how did we... How do we strip ourselves of that knowledge of how mm. much we're capable of as a group, as a, as a community, as a society, right? And it's that's that that stripping away of our power is really pervasive, and it doesn't work for me, right? Like yeah. I'm, I'm very interested in undoing a lot of that, right? And so abolition for me is releasing the myth that I can't do mm -hmm. the things I need to do in order to not only survive but to live a life of you know also enjoyment. Right? And pleasure, right? Like this bathtub. That's not survival. That's that's lavish. That's luxury. Right? Yeah, it could be survival if we ever don't have running water. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but right now it is definitely our luxury. Right. Um But it's the idea that I'm I'm capable, right? Yeah. And I'm capable because people before me have done this and right. I'm remembering what I'm capable of. Right. Is actually how I see it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's a creative process too. And like, right. to me, creativity and abolition are, they, I mean, they are each other. Um, yeah. Because it's about creating new worlds, new systems. And when, when we lack imagination, that's, that's it. We don't have new ideas. So for me, DIY also makes me have to, yeah. um, like see a material and be the sculptor. Yeah. Um, or get creative. Like, Oh, I want to do this project. What can I use around me that I already have? Even if it's not like traditionally what I would think of. Right. How can I exactly. get creative? Right. I'm thinking immediately as you're speaking about like right now we're growing baby cucumbers, right? And the cucumbers are growing up and I, you know, anyone who's out there growing cucumbers knows they like, they have vines. So they like to grow up like a little trellis. Right. And like, you can go buy cages or you can buy even whatever, but I have just a pile of random wood chunks in my yard. Because we collect it all. And no, that's, that's from cutting down different well, branches right. we and keep trees. It all. Right, we keep it all because we use it. And so now I'm actually gonna pull out some pieces and kind of sculpt a little trellis for my cucumber vines that yeah. I'm just gonna make out of leftover random little pieces of wood that have been hanging out from old trees and whatnot in the yard and it's, yeah, I think a lot of the, the, the word that I'm thinking of is self-reliance and mm -hmm. also like the ability to adapt and to adapt through the process of creation, right? Right. And like, how do we sew all of that together in a way that reminds us that we actually can do a lot, and then a lot more than we've been convinced we can. To me, it's also about like, then within your community, if people are all like doing things themselves, you don't all have to know everything. Right, because you're skilled in your trades. But like within reach right. is somebody who does. And so also in the way that like communities can become more localized and less reliant on outside companies, outside state, like all of these things. Right. If we bring the knowledge back into local communities. Right. And like um, how, like, how much do we know as a group? Right, like, like so much. Right. I can't even believe, like, if I thought about even like, the couple houses around me. Right. I don't even know that much <laughs> about everyone, but what I do know is right. that the skill set is wild. Right. And and how and do you... all we would really ever need is probably the skill set that's like within yeah, a, not even a half mile of right. us. Right. And so I guess the question then becomes how do we nurture relationships with people whether they're directly around you or whoever are the people that you keep around you, right? Into a place where we can actually benefit one another, help one another, assist one another, right? To the mm -hmm. point where we can actually all support this process of empowering ourselves away from, you know, big companies or states, right? Yeah. And, you know, that's totally not like a short-term project, but it's a long-term project, right? Yeah. And so how do I how do I orient my building of my little cucumber trellis as a larger practice of demolishing the state, right? Mm -hmm. that, that's what this is about, is, is how do I, you know actually reclaim a lot of the power that I hold myself that the state tries to convince me that I don't have, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, everyone has to kind of go through that themselves and realize what they can do, where they are, right? And, yeah. like, honestly, what's possible at the end of that sentence is probably, like, unheard of. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, you know, we're always learning more and more what we can do and what we can't. You know, I'm, I fully am the biggest skeptic, the biggest doubter. Yeah. Also, just, like, really love to sit, like... Yeah. You know? Um, but I really get this feeling of empowerment and 
and I mean just the knowledge like the learning like I said like I have a lot of grief like it feels really important to me when I'm remembering things that I feel like my ancestors have known mm-hmm. and so all of those feelings like leave me feeling really empowered and much less afraid I'm less afraid when something goes wrong because I feel like I can fix it more I'm less afraid that's huge yeah. I'm actually less afraid of scary future shit because I'm like at least I got something planned yeah. <laughs> I don't know or like um and that's huge like because fear of all of these things really does keep us um like obedient right yeah, so I guess closing closing thoughts would be, you know, how can I walk back into the power that the state has tried to take from me, right? And mm-hmm. through understanding that I'm a lot more capable than I've been taught. I think that's yeah, that's a big one. That's where I'm closing. What about you? Yeah. I mean, and I'm just thinking about like gendered wise as well. Mhm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like being raised as like a woman in this world, like the things that I've been told I cannot do, cannot do and yeah. not even explicitly, you know? Right. It's just like, this isn't for you. But so like we're not one of my favorite things is like figuring out how something works and feeling like I'm some like engineer. Cause like <laughs> I just was never told that I should even be curious about that. Right. Um, and like, yeah, great. I'm really good at emotions. This is super skill. Like, but like, <laughs> I also really like figuring out how a device functions you know right and to be able to feel like i get to access all of that is awesome yeah 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 limitless yeah we really are and like i'm sitting in what would what would the world look like if we moved in this way you know Mm -hmm. if we actually all leaned into what we're capable of and particularly for people who have been you know raised in the gender binary and convinced obviously as women and even, you know, queer and trans people who've been gender deviants that they can't do things, right? Like, to actually walk back in and say, I can, and to do it. And not even say it, just fucking do it. Do it, <laughs> you know, do it for yourself. Do it for your heart. Do it for all the reasons that, you know, we've been talking about, right? This this process of dismantling the old world order requires creating a new one. And I think learning how to do things ourselves is going to be really, really crucial. Yeah. Yeah, for that practice. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Should we call it? I think we should call it. All right. Thank you all. Good luck. DIY away and have fun. DIY, do it for yourself. No. What the fuck is that? (laughs) Have fun, y'all. Make things. Let us know.